Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you are here today, and I am just praying that you and your loved ones are well. Man, what a crazy last couple weeks it's been all across the globe. I'm recording this from inside the United States, and the last week, it has just been nutso with the coronavirus and all of the other things. In fact, the episode that we had for you this week, the person I was interviewing ended up being sick. Not with the coronavirus. We are praying and hoping that that's not what it is and it's just a cold or a flu or some other kind of virus, but we weren't able to record our interview. So I wanted to finish our parenting series strong. So I went back through the archives and I found one of my favorite parenting episodes ever and wanted to share it with you because it is like episode 121, you guys. It is from so long ago. You probably haven't heard it, or if you did hear it, it was so long ago that it will be fresh and great for you to hear again, because today we are talking about peaceful parenting. Now, in this parenting series, we have been talking all about how we can be the mom that we really want to be. You know, oftentimes when we're talking about parenting, we're talking about kid-focused, like what do we need to do for our kids? But this series is really more about us and what we can do to be the best mom possible. And I don't know about you, but I always want to be that mom that is peaceful and gentle and not always yelling and screaming. And of course, it all starts with our faith. And I feel like it's such a great message to be ending our parenting series with because right now we all could use stronger faith to be able to depend on God and not our Facebook feed for our news and we're Our anxiety lies. We know that God has this regardless of what is going on in the palm of his hand. Now, on our member exclusive podcast, I did an episode this last week that was really just talking about how you can do your weekly prep, how you can keep routines when everything is going crazy in the world around you, including schools being canceled and maybe working from home when you're used to going to an office and all kinds of things that are just really unpredictable and unknowing. So if you're not yet a member, I hope that you go and check it out. You can start a free seven-day trial by going to lifebalancemembership.com. And starting April 1st, we are diving into the second 90 days of the year, which means our 90-day sprint in the Life Balance system. And the Life Balance system is really where we teach you all of the systems, all of the habits, all of the things that you need to be doing, building into your life to create balance however you define it. And that is found inside of Life Balance Membership. So you can start by going to lifebalancemembership.com and there's several different options there to get you started or you can upgrade right inside of your Your Life Rocks app. Now, our guest today, now I have to say, when I first recorded this interview, she was recording it like hiding in an office. (laughs) And I just so appreciated that. As a working mom, I was on my lunch break. She was kind of on a break and tucked into an office to record this interview with us. It was just so perfect. Her name is Jessica Kastner, and she's award-winning journalist, community leader, and full-time working mom. 
She's also very entertaining, very funny, and I know you're going to love listening to her as she gives us five tips for peaceful parenting. Welcome, Jessica. I am so excited to have you on the podcast and to hear some wisdom about parenting from you. I know it's going to be a great show, but before we dive into all of the awesomeness that you've prepared for us, tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you are, all of that good stuff. Oh, well, thanks for having me on, Jenny. I'm so happy to be with you guys. Um, so I have three boys. I live in Connecticut. I work full-time at a book publisher um, in media engagement and I just came out with my first books. I've always loved writing. It's a really exciting time in my life. I feel like God's just um, making kind of all the long dreams of my life kind of come true. So we're just enjoying this season. My kids are 8, 10, and 17 now. So I love these ages. So I just feel like I'm at the time of life where I'm eager to share. I, I call it wisdom mined from the trenches because I feel like <laughs> I earned every good thing. <laughs> so thanks for having me. Absolutely. Gosh, 8, 10, and 17. Mine are 8 and 12. So oh. kind of in a similar range, but def- but both boys. And you have all three boys too, right? Yeah. Yep. They're yeah. so fun. They are fun. Crazy mom of being a boy mom. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Love it. All right. Good. Well, I am so excited. I know you are recording this on your lunch break and I'm recording this right before I go into work. <laughs> so this is, this is working life. Like this is life, right? For us working totally. moms. So I love that you are on. Thank you so much for making time in your day for us. Now, have you always been a working mom or were you a stay at home mom at one point in time? So I have a slightly less traditional kind of trajectory. I was a single mom um, before I became a Christian. I got pregnant in college. I was a single mom for seven years. I worked full time from the age of like when he was one. And then when I was married, I quit my job for five years till the youngest started kindergarten. So now I've been back at work full time for about four years. So I really like have experience and I feel like I can help people in all of those different phases and experiences. So yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Like you've expe- like you've lived into every type of just about every type of mom that there Pretty could much. be. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, this is probably why you have so much great wisdom to share with us about how we can mm-hmm. be really great moms as working moms. But you know, that's a lot to balance between an eight year old, a ten year old, seventeen year old, a husband, full time job, plus writing a book and and doing everything that that encompasses. So, talk to me a little bit about life balance because that's what we're all about here on your life rock. So, what does balance look like for you? How do you define that for your life? So, for me, I feel like it shouldn't look the same for anybody. I'm so one of my strongest messages is just figuring out your own mothering style, forgetting everything that you thought life was supposed to be or feel like or what you're supposed to be successful or enjoy and just figure it out for yourself. And it takes it took a while for me to do that. I don't think it happens overnight. So for me, balance is first put the Lord first. So I do, I wake up early, have my quiet time. I just need it. Half the time is just with my eyes closed, listening to worship music. So whatever you need to connect with the Lord. So that's, that's how it all happens. That's the foundation. I don't think there can be true balanced and abundant life without that. So besides that, I feel that I just kind of made my own routine. I, I, I feel like it's being present with your kids. I feel like it's just I do love envisioning before I come home from work. So it's a little stressful. You know, you walk in the door, there's dinner, there's homework due, and there's a million other things. And I just kind of uh, have learned to be more purposeful and just think about 
what I want the next three hours to look like because for so many years, it just seemed like chaos. I mean, it still is. Don't get me wrong. Anybody who, I don't know, these mothers are like walking in. But I feel like um, it's just, I feel like I've learned to just be more purposeful and more present instead of just like surviving. I like how you're on your website, you say, we're not meant to just army crawl or just struggle through the day, survive the day. And I used to do that for so many years until I just felt so exhausted. And so like, you're not doing anything right. You're not doing, you know, living to the fullest in any of these categories. So I just kind of started being more prayerful, even just about the next hour. Okay. I want the next hour. I want bedtime to be peaceful. I want to connect with them because otherwise it just feels like a circus, right? Yeah. Yeah. If we treat it like a circus, it will feel like a circus. Yeah. Yep. So yep. that's I love that. I love that. That's so perfect. Well, and everything that you've said is exactly what this show is all about and just really helping to equip working moms to create that own balance for themselves, to define it for what it is for them, not the expectations that other people put on them. So I'm really excited to learn from you. And it's funny that you use the word peace because as I was looking over your success tips that you're going to share with us, I was like, oh my gosh, this is all about like peaceful parenting. It's like peaceful parenting 101. (laughs) And I love, 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 love all of that that you have for us. Now, before we get into those, those great tips that you have shared with us, tell us a little bit about the book that you wrote. What is it called? What is it about? And why should we read it? Okay. So it'll be really quick. It's called, it's really just a funny memoir. It's called Hiding from My Kids uh, in My Prayer Closet, Finding Grace and Laughter When Motherhood Gets Real. And it's really just a story, just from my life, funny stories with tips. And it's so funny. Everybody's like, what's the big takeaway? What's the big message? That's what the publishers want to know. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. It's just like to make people laugh and know that they're not alone and that they're not the only ones struggling because I feel like in Christian circles, especially, and I experienced that when I first became a Christian and was a new mom and I I feel like we have a tendency to feel pressure to put forth a sense of togetherness and not quote unquote complain or share what we're really struggling with or what we feel disappointed or lacking in because then it might seem like we're not grateful and we're not really, you know, strong Christians. And I'm so opposite of that. I just, I just feel, I just appreciate being real. And I feel there's so much freedom when you could just say, you know what? I feel like this isn't that joyful. Like I, I have a hard time like just sitting on the floor with my toddler and it's lonely. And I feel like it's, I don't feel the rainbows. That I'm supposed to feel. <laughs> Proverbs 31 woman. I always said she was medicated. I, I have no way. Like, getting up and waking early with her children, praising her all around her like that. So, but that's what we're, you know, I was raised in a Christian home and I feel like we have this ideal in our heads, whether it's our mothers who are mostly stay at home moms, at least in my community that I've was raised, um, like, you know, my mom is a pastor's wife and things just seemed perfect and easy and life was so less complicated back then, I think. So now here we are with our kids and we, I just feel like there's just this coming up short, not really being successful, just a feeling. And I feel like sometimes we place it on ourselves, sometimes we place it on each other, but I do think it's exaggerated in Christian circles because I, I feel like your home is uh, an example of Christ's authority in your in your life. And, um, you know, we have a piece that surpasses all understanding, but we can't even like make it to breakfast without having a breakdown or driving <laughs> in traffic, driving to the school. So I just, I wanted to put something out there that's a little different in the Christian realm um, and just say, it's okay. Like, but you could still feel joy, but it doesn't mean you're going to be like skipping to the bus stop every day. Like, come on. Right. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. So it's been fun. I, I'm so grateful to be able to share it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. And it's so true, right? Like there is like this unspoken expectation of how we're supposed to be living our lives or the way that we're supposed to be feeling and you know, really even just like living into the word of God, but then we also somehow know 
we're not going to be perfect on the set of heaven, yet we hold ourselves to that expectation of perfection totally. when we know that's not possible. Like it's a, it's a vicious circle of just crazy lies that we tell ourselves. I totally think so too. There's so much, um, and you don't even realize it. I think we're just kind of, we're raised and and we live life without even realizing that we think those things. So a lot of my, I'm doing another book that's just, it's called Unmom, just about like, let's erase everything that we thought and just look at, let's be like, what do we want for motherhood? Like, what do we, what do we think it really means to be a mom? Because I think sometimes it's all like the meals you cook and organization and the craft times and Instagram. And I just feel like motherhood to me, and this is my last big thing is because you mentioned peace. I really think it's all about the atmosphere that you create in your house. So there are so many things where you walk in, I'm a mess, but I feel like we're really joyful. I feel like people notice a difference walking in our house, which hopefully most Christian homes you would think you notice, you know, you feel a difference. So I don't think that's so special, but I just, that's my thing. I feel like I could fail at every other area. I just feel like I'm coming up short, but that is something that I think is a the core of motherhood is just providing an atmosphere of peace and joy and love and, and the rest will come, right? With prayer and leaning on the Lord, it might take a while, the rest will come. But I feel like that's what mother being a mother is for me. And it could be different for everybody else, but yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And this is such a great leeway into the tips that you have shared with us on how we can really live into that and dive a little bit deeper into some of the things that you have shared with us. All right. So jumping into these great tips that you have prepared for us, Jessica, thank you so much for this because it's really, really great. And I know number one, you've already kind of hit on it a little bit, but really talking about the way that you incorporate God in your life. So talk to us a little bit more about that. So I feel that when I was a stay-at-home mom, I feel like my when I look back at my relationship with the Lord and the fruit and the peace and the joy that I had, it was definitely like a little lackluster. And I feel like back then I was not, because you're so tired. I had two babies within two years. They were 17 months apart. Oh my gosh. So I feel like, oh, it was a nightmare. No. <laughs> <laughs> but so unplanned, you know, just the Lord. Oh, he's so funny. So I feel I didn't, I was just tired. It was the hard, honestly, it was the hardest part of any of my motherhood. Even as a single mom, so at least I only had one. I had a lot of support. So it was, it was just hard. I have such a heart for young moms that are at home with multiple kids. There's just nothing like it. So I didn't put as much time into my relationship with the Lord because I felt like, well, I'm not out there in the worldly workplace. I'm just home. I'm doing what I should do. I'm raising my kids. I quit my job for them. <laughs> so I feel that I didn't have the quiet time. I didn't have my scripture time really probably for years. I mean, here and there, I'd pray in the shower, pray when I jog. But then a few years ago, probably four years ago, and I, I went back to work, I just said, that's it. Like, I just need to put him first. I really need to like invest in my relationship with the Lord. I've been a Christian for 15 years, but something I'm lacking joy. And ever since then I could go on and on. I mean, so much changed, even within a few months, really, it was, it was amazing. So my biggest, you know, people ask, what's your advice to moms? How can you help moms? focus on the Lord, like everything else comes into the place. So even if you can't do it in the mornings, I, I also am not about rules or routine at all. So if that means two o'clock when the kids are napping, if that means before bed, whatever that means to you, but it's just not the same as driving to work. I used to be like, well, my commute is 50 minutes on the freeway. But when you're flying across traffic and trying not to scream at people, you can't really have quality time with the Lord. So it's, it is being still. And one of my biggest scripture verses, I have two for moms for my life is um, Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. Because if you're a high energy, busy person, especially if you're plucked from career life or just whatever your life looks like, having kids forces you to be still. It does. Even just walking fast. I, I, I'm a speed walker. I'll never forget you're having your first and they're, oh my gosh, they're so slow. Just kill me. <laughs> I feel like, oh, so just be still. And God taught me like, and, and so I feel that 
motherhood slows you down like that in ways that might you might not have experienced if you don't have kids and just being reflective and meditative and thinking and being aware of your thoughts like motherhood brings us so much closer to God and it's not always easy so that is one of my just biggest messages it seems so simple but there's a difference between like quality time with the Lord because then you will have peace you'll have patience for your kids you'll be more he just transcends it all, you know? So it's just something that I think we just, I, I still need to hear it and remember because it does, it's tricky when you're tired and you're juggling a million things, you're working, there's ministry. It's like, oh, well, I do a Bible study. So, but you still need that time with just you and Jesus because it doesn't, you just won't be filled up. You, you can't give to your kids if you're not all the way filled up. Amen to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I recently wrote a, a Bible study for our membership group where it's just, you know, diving into what God says in all the different areas of our life, because I feel like so much of what the world would have us do. And even in our own flesh, like if we don't think about it and we just live life, we end up in silos, right? And like in faith yeah. is like this weird silo over in the corner that's reserved for, you know, Sundays or, you know, whenever totally. you think about it. But really, it's not part of like every part of your life when really, if you make it part of every part of your life, your finances, like they sort out your relationship, you're being a mom, like work, it all just works out when you seek him first. And, and it is it amazing that we know that so and we've experienced it and then we still get away with it or forget. It's like, how do we forget that when you see the finances and all the blessings and all the the way he makes everything just hold. It's amazing that we ever get away from it, right? But right. in the world, it's just the way it is. It's like, what? What was? What's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, so we all need to hear it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I kind of equate it almost to like unhealthy eating. Like we know it's going to make us feel like crap, yet we do it anyway. Totally. Oh my gosh, perfect analogy. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. I love that. So number one, seek God first. So anyone who's been listening to the show, they're like, yes, I get it. And if you haven't started doing that yet, this is your sign. This is your time to start seeking him first. All right. So number two for peaceful parenting, what do you have for us? So especially for working moms or just moms in full-time ministries, you don't necessarily have to be working. There's a lot of passions and callings that you might not Mm -hmm. get over your volunteering. So moms who are doing other things, other callings, I find that one of the ways I felt less guilty and just like I had a more abundant life as a mom is just knowing that it's quality versus quantity. So I have known a lot of stay-at-home moms that might never actually have quality time with their kids, even if you're under the same roof. So I would say I'd rather have, so when I get home from work, of course I make dinner and there's homework, but I try to just have something, whether it's playing Uno, playing hide and go seek or putting on the Bethel YouTube station and having a dance party. An hour and a half, I take an hour and a half of one-on-one present solid one-on-one time over six hours of just having them around me while I'm like half in it, half-heartedly just like, okay, going through the emotions, but secretly thinking about the email I want to finish when I'm sitting there playing a card game with them. So, and it's a way to help us to not feel so guilty because I do, I think that there is that self-accusatory voice of like, should you be caring so much? Should you look forward to work? Like, and I do think that's higher and more of a magnitude in Christian circles. So I think... Yeah, that's just, and just to be present, I feel that it's not just putting your phone down. It's not just, you know, not answering an email, but really just committing. And I feel, and it's hard. I feel one of the hardest things for me was, especially as a stay-at-home mom, is the pretend play, the sitting there and just like with the action figures, especially when they only had one. So you're their only playmate. And it was, I mean, death to the soul. (laughs) I would have to set little timelines. Okay, 3.30. I can do this to 3.30, but I'm going to be in it. Because doing anything like half-heartedly doesn't feel good. Even when, no matter what it is, the relationship with your spouse, like if you're not really in it, it doesn't feel good for anybody. So that's one of the things I've learned that's helped. That's really, really good. And you know, the the whole quantity over 
or quality over quantity, quantity over quality, whichever way you want to look at it, Mm -hmm. right? For me, that's always been like the big key. I remember when I first became a working mom and, and one of my mentors, my boss, actually, she was a working mom and she was the one who asked me like point blank, are you going to be a more of a quality time mom or more of a quantity time mom? Huh. And I was like, oh, I never really thought about it that way. But like recently I did step back from my corporate career. And while I was working for myself and kind of operating a business, I was home a whole lot more and, mm. and divided attention, never really having the quality time I wanted to have with my kids. And then recently going back to corporate life, now it's become like a different, it's like a different bucket of time. And now I can be a lot more intentional about the quality of the time that I am spending with them. And to your point, to your third point about being more present, I mean, that really is key because that's where for me, mom guilt comes from strong is when I know yes. I'm not giving 100% present attention to my kids. Me too, that's, it just feels so bad. I know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it feels gross inside. And when I go to bed, I'm like, oh my gosh, there I missed so many opportunities. And that's where I can start to really beat myself up and let the enemy come in and he yes. will just take a hold of that and run with it if we let him. I know, it's the worst feeling. Yep, and he will. So, and I think a lot of it is just because you might not enjoy it. So even if you're totally present and like a committed, I'm going to play this cowboy game, whatever they want to do. I mean, I even learned how to play Xbox Halo with my 13 year old when he was only 13. Cause I'm like, how else am I going to bond with him? It was a living night, everything about it. But I was like, I just want to do something with him. So I didn't enjoy it. It was tough, but I feel like that even was like self kind of like, you're just you don't even like doing this, but I feel like, but I'm doing it. And I like the look on his face and just the interaction. So it's okay if we don't even enjoy it, but as long as we're present and in it and like God sees that, I feel like that's sacrificial. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you gotta play Xbox. No mom wants to play Xbox. And it's no. like, well, that's okay. You're not supposed to feel like happy and joyful. I mean, maybe some do, but it's, it's tough for a lot of us. <laughs> so like, I don't like, I don't enjoy craft time, the mommy and me story times. I remember going to the mom play groups and they talk about, oh, this teeth's coming in and oh, what, how, how many months? And I just didn't, I didn't want to talk about it. I wanted to talk about politics. Like, I just, and after a while, I'm like, that's okay. That is okay. Cause there's so many things that make me a great mom. There's so many things I do prioritize. So it's just letting go of all that, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And hats off to you for learning to play Xbox. Oh my goodness. Do you know how many little controls and buttons are on those things? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You know what? My kids finally gave up because I'm so bad at it that it's yes. like painful for them to watch me, but <laughs> they just want me to be present with them while they're playing. So I just get to sit there and be like, oh, good job. Oh, look, get that guy over there. They always give me a job. Like, mommy, you have to look for <laughs> the bad guys that I might not see. So that's my job. So they, uh, yeah, but I'm not allowed to hold the controller nice. anymore. Well, it's yeah. funny you said that because my son, it's actually in my book under a whole chapter of like technology. And he's like, mom, you're shooting yourself. Mom, you just, you're killing our team. Like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't last long. I have to say, I got to be truthful. Well, it didn't last long. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny because my oldest one, he was trying to teach me how to play a new game and he goes, you're ruining my stats. <laughs> You're making me look bad. Like, sorry. Oh my gosh. It's so hilarious. Oh my gosh. Right? 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 (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, this is so good. And I'm really excited to hear your last tips that you have for us because these have been really, really great and just really life affirming. So Jessica, I'm really excited to hear these last couple tips that you have for us. Okay. Thanks. The next one, I think, and it might seem obvious, but I, as I just talked about, 
about earlier. I thought, I think the minutia of domestic life, um, I, I have a struggle with it. When I do dishes, don't you sometimes just feel like you live in the sink? I just feel like I live in the sink and I sit there thinking, how many hours of dishwashing? I'd rather be doing a million more things. And I felt like after a while, God was convicting me. He's like, you know what? This is the season you're in. You have to clean the dishes so your kids can eat on clean. It's going to be interesting or exciting. I felt like God was like, you just, this is the season you're in. So do it well and do it for me. Because I feel like there's so much of a motherhood that's thankless and you feel like no one notices because they don't. I mean, half the time they don't. Think of all the things that we do. Even just finding like making lunches at night and 10 p.m. and searching for matching socks and ironing and all that stuff we do. I feel like I remember having a friend when I first became a mom, I used to kind of like inwardly roll my eyes. She's like, I just do it unto the Lord. She's like, when I fold my kids laundry, she has six. She's like, I just pray for each one. I think about each one. And, and I used to think, oh, really? Okay. But after a while, it, I, I actually know what she means. I feel like I, I, I through these things, these kind of mundane, everyday, the grind, I call it, the carpooling, the constant driving, and you're just in your car. Now I'm just like, I'm doing it for the Lord. It's all part of raising my kids well. I don't want to look back and, and just see myself grumbling and like, oh, like, just can't wait till these dishes are done. It's like, I'm doing it for my family and they're a gift. And this is not going to be forever. In 20 years, I'm not going to be doing dishes. And, you know, and, and that's a different season. So I feel like God cares and values and is proud of us, especially when it's difficult for us. Because some people thrive. I have a friend who loves cleaning. And my mother, she thought it was therapeutic. She loved it. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. <laughs> so I feel like, but God knows that about me. He, didn't, he created me that way. So it's okay. I feel like he's proud. So I feel like just involving him and just knowing it has so much more value than we think. Um, yeah, absolutely. I totally, totally agree with that because I think so much of it too is whether we like to do it or we don't like to do it, it's really setting a standard for our kids and, and for how they should be living, you know, teaching them the way that they should go so that they will follow that in their older age. And I think the more that we can raise the bar, and I know this is, is weird a way of looking at it, but for me, you know, there, there are some times when the house isn't clean or I didn't get laundry all the way done and they don't have clean socks. They appreciate it more when they do, when they realize what it's like when they don't. But yes, for me, yes. I want them to kind of raise that standard of, you know, we put away our things. We have an organized house. We, we clean, we cook, we, we spend time together. We think about the food that we're putting into our bodies. All of those things that I really do not like. I am not a cook at all. Yes, it's like the worst point. chore in the world for me. But I do want them to like raise their standard of living and, and not lower it and seeing me lower it will like kind of give a gateway for them to lower even more. And so for me, I almost see it as like a, a generational thing of legacy yes. of, of bringing it up even higher, knowing that God has fully equipped us to live this life and, and he's called us for high standards of living. And so who are we to lower those standards? Absolutely. And I just, I'll conclude with my last point. Um, I think that what really helps if you're a working mom, if you're out of the house a lot is think about what the most difficult part of being a working working parent is like what gives you the most stress, whether it's bedtime or pickups, coordinating picks up pickups if you have kids have a lot of after school activities that kind of thing. But for me, it was dinner, so I just felt like from start to finish it was just an hour and a half of misery because I'm terrible at cooking. My kids all eat separate things; they're all so picky, and so it wouldn't even be enjoyable. And then I'm cleaning up, so just I just decided a couple of years ago, you know what? I bought a ninja kale and we make fruit smoothies. It's more nutritious than almost anything I was trying to feed them anyways. And they'll do like bread and some <laughs> organic chicken nuggets. And 
honestly, that's that's our dinner like all the time, like almost every other day. I mean, I try to mix it up a little. Of course, we order pizza every Friday. And I used to feel guilty about that. I used to feel like, oh, I remember growing up, I would run to the table. We had great, you know, my mom was a great cook, but she had time and she loved cooking and she was at home. So I just let it go. I, you know, nothing is going to make it on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. I don't feel guilty about it. They're getting, you know, multivitamins and we enjoy dinner now. And yeah, so it's just like just doing things your own way, just uh, without feeling guilty. I love that. And I think it's so freeing. I mean, for us, you know, there are nights I, I mean, I, like I said before, I really am not a good cook. I don't enjoy cooking, but I try, like I definitely do try, but then I sometimes feel guilty because very rarely do we all sit down at the dinner table at once. I mean, Mm. we're all just too busy and running around and you know, when we do, it's like a special occasion, but we're still together. Like we might be eating standing, like last night we were standing up in the kitchen eating soup, (laughs) like, but like talking about our days. And I thought, you know what, like, who cares if it's not Instagram worthy or comparable to what we see on TV or movies or the expectations that I've dreamt up in my head of what a family dinner should be. Because honestly, like most nights it's like, well, here's some leftover chicken or here's some ham and some vegetables. Like it's just like handfuls of this and that and the other, and they don't really go together, but my kids like it. It's all stuff they'll eat and it's all stuff that's nutritious. So I love that you've kind of given us permission to define that for ourselves and let go of some of the guilt. Oh, so freeing. Oh, I just let you know hearing that. That makes me happy just hearing that. Because yeah, I feel like we had dinners every night sitting down. And I feel like now I'll just kind of shove food in my face while I'm cooking their food. But I read a devotional. We have little Dr. Dobson's family devotionals and we'll talk about our day. And I don't eat at all with them. And that that used to feel bad to me until, yeah, you just make it your you make it your own way. So Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Making it your own way. That's like the tweetable from this yeah. from this whole episode, Jessica. Thank you so much for spending your lunch hour at work with us and sharing these tips with us. They were absolutely incredible. Now, where can people find more about you? Where can they find your book? Um, so my website is jessicacastner.com. I also have a really fun, it's a relatively new Facebook community called Hashtag Unmom, where people just upload their funny pictures or, I mean, encouragement just for very real moms. So only invite nice ones, but that's been fun. And you can get my book anywhere, <laughs> Amazon, Birds and Noble, anywhere. So I love it. I love it. We'll link to everything that you have uh, to share, your Facebook group, your book, and certainly your blog. I love reading your articles on there. They are highly entertaining and so relatable. So thank you so much for putting yourself out there in that way. And we'll link to all of that on our show notes page by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash podcast. Jessica, thank you so, so much for coming on and sharing so generously with us today. Oh, it's been wonderful. Thanks, Jenny. Good luck with everything. Your message is awesome. Thank you. And there you have it. Our last episode in our parenting series. Man, we have covered a ton in this series. If you missed any of the episodes, I hope you go back and have a listen. I mean, we talked about anger as a mom. We talked about using your Enneagram as a mom. So many great topics that were covered. And we are going to be kicking off a new series here in just a couple weeks. But first off, next week, we're going to be having a special episode really helping you unpack the last 90 days and the progress you've made so far this year. It's going to be full of grace, goal planning, strategy, and how to really set you up for success in the second quarter of 2020. And as usual, we will be talking about all eight areas of life, your faith, marriage, parenting, career, home, health, finances, and friends and fun. And before I let you go, I just want to pray 
protection over everyone who is listening to this. I pray that God would just walk before you in your life, that he would relieve stress, that he would give you peace that surpasses all understanding of everything that's going on in this world, that any suffering, any strain, any stress that is happening to your family or your loved ones, your friends, by this virus that is going around, that God would just protect you, that he would heal you, that he would ease your mind and your body. And for those that are sick, whether it's this virus or with something else, we just pray for God's healing over your body. We pray for healing over our minds as anxiety and stress are starting to take over. And in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.